Instagrammers are cloning their deceased pets. The Japanese government is now allowed to use question marks. And rappers are calling for the end of the use of rap lyrics as criminal evidence. These are the weird stories on Wicked Wicked Wednesday on Wicked Wicked Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. That's right. This is Jonesy. I'm your host. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm ready to go. Are you? Instagrammers are replicating their deceased pets in what is called pet cloning. And apparently it's very popular. I did a pet story yesterday about French bulldogs being stolen. People like pet stories. So when they come in front of my face, I'm probably going to do them if they're weird enough. This seems like a strange one. Replicating your dead pet. Okay. Courtney had a wolf dog. A hybrid wolf dog that tragically died after being struck by a car. Courtney decided, you know what? I'm not going to let my dog being struck by a car remove this dog from my life. I need to clone my wolf dog. Uh, I don't know how you clone a dog. We're going to find out later on in this story. Do I have you on the edge of your seat? Can we ask a question? Can we have a meeting? Can we get all hands on deck and have a meeting about wolf dog hybrids? And why do people have these? Uh, This sounds like a dangerous proposition. You know I'm not a fan of the French Bulldog, but I'd rather have one of those than a wolf dog. It sounds like it could eat your neighbor's infant. <laughs> the wolf dog? Okay, all right. That's right up there with owning a snow leopard. In my, maybe not, maybe not. That's an exaggeration. All right, I admit, I know nothing about wolf dogs. I only know about wolves. I'd imagine if there's part wolf in your dog, there might be some situations where that, that wolf part just sort of... Um, activates itself activating wolf and then (laughs) next thing you know you're missing some toes i'm just saying okay courtney's dog willow had quite a following on instagram oh her dog willow had a following probably more followers than me these people have pets with way more followers than me are you jealous jonesy you sound jealous yes i'm jealous these pets don't have talents like me pets with millions of followers making all this money what do i got i'm in a closet i'm in a closet Well, anyways, Willow unexpectedly died, and uh, the account Wander with Willow on Instagram is still very much active, apparently, except for Courtney's posting pictures of her her pup Phoenix, which is a a two-year-old wolf dog hybrid and is Willow's clone. Phoenix is Willow's clone? You went out and got another wolf dog hybrid. Wow. She made this wolf dog hybrid out of Willow's DNA? Let's find out how the hell you do this. So when Courtney wanted to clone Willow, she contacted the same company that famously cloned Barbara Streisand's dog, Samantha, in 2018. This company is called Viagen Pets. It's a Texas-based organization launched in 2016, and it utilizes the original pet's cells to create an embryo, which is then transferred to a surrogate mother. Oh, my goodness. What does this cost? Holy crap. Courtney ended up with Phoenix, as well as an additional five identical puppies that she then gifted to her friends. <laughs> Whoa. She cloned this dog five times? Now, first of all, how do you know that, that it's an actual clone of your previous dog and not just like, you know, all these litters kind of look the same. They all look like the previous generation, right? How do you know that? Well, I guess I'll never know. Uh, it says currently... Viagen Pets is able to clone dogs for $50,000 
and cats for $35,000. Did this woman pay 50000 times five for all those pups? I'm wondering, how rich is this lady? She's making all that money off the dog Instagram account. Because apparently if you just post photos of a pet and videos of a pet, this shows that you're a talented person and very creative, and people reward you with ad dollars. I don't understand it myself, but it's a thing. It's a thing. You can clone a horse, in case you're wondering. Jonesy, can you clone a horse? Yes, you can. I'm glad you asked. And that's 45000 Jonesy, can you clone a llama or an emu? I'm not sure. It doesn't say. Um, they have a website, though. Perhaps I should check on there and see what other options we have. Did your pet porcupine die recently? Maybe you want to clone your pet porcupine, Peter. Why Peter? That's a good porcupine name, in my opinion. All right, so I went to the website. It, it appears as they only do dogs, cats, and horses. Uh, there's no other animals I see. I'm going to call them, and let's see. Let's, let's see if we can get some information here about maybe other animals. Thanks for calling Viagem Hudson. Quine, this is Cody. Oh, yes. Hello, Cody. My name is uh, Rutherford. Rutherford Manson III. And I, I was just wondering, I've on your website, I see that you've been cloning such uh, pets as horses and uh, cats and dogs. I, I, uh, I, I lament I have a... Uh, I'm suffering from a pet that I had lost fairly recently. It was um, uh, my pet... It was, it, was, it was my pet hermit crab, Harold, and... I don't know if you guys do uh, crustaceans of any any sort. I don't know. Is a is a hermit crab a crustacean? I'm not really sure of the category. But I was just wondering if you would if you if you guys would work with me on this. Uh, I really miss Harold. I would like to have him cloned. Uh, it's a very uh, very small pink hermit crab. It means a great deal to me and 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 my children. I'm sorry. We we only work with cats, dogs, and horses currently. Oh, I see. Only cats, dogs, only animals with fur. Only it seems. Okay. Well, there are hairless cats as well. Uh, I suppose. Well, I, I, maybe you'd be interested in sort of experimenting with this new, getting into you know, uh, sea life as well. Uh, starting with Harold, I'd be willing to, you know, pay you extra if you'd experiment with this. I mean, you must have some sort of technology that you're developing for other pets to be cloned. I'd imagine it seems to be popular these days. Uh, we are quite busy, but we, we do only work with non-primate mammals. Only non-primates? Oh, I see. Okay, well, if you happen to be, if you happen to be uh, thinking of getting into other areas like uh, crabs or sea life of any sort, um, we lost a goldfish last year. My son was very broken up about it as well. I mean, I'd be interested in talking to you about that. Um, please, I'd, I'd love to hear, hear from you again. I'm, I'm going to leave you my phone number and... And we're back. Okay, that was uh, very revealing. According to the website, the cloning process is fairly expensive due to the state-of-the-art housing, nutritious diets, and expert veterinary care that the cloned puppies and kittens are provided. Uh, while the idea behind cloning a deceased pet sounds like something out of a sci-fi novel, the technology isn't actually all that new. The first-ever clone dog, Snuppy, was born in 2005, they used stem cells from Snuppy. They created four dogs from Snuppy in 2017, as a matter of fact. And while many people still share a concern that cloning animals could affect their health, this company claims that cloned animals are no more susceptible to health issues than non-cloned animals. Um, and more and more people are cloning their beloved pets. 
This company hopes that the process will become more accessible and normalized in society. Or you could just go and just buy another dog, like whatever. You could do that. You don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, the idea that you would want the same... (laughs) What do you think is going on here? Okay, whatever. People want what they want. All right, get it. It makes no sense to me. It's just like... Let me ask you this. Would you clone a pizza? Like, would you go through all that trouble and spend $500 on a pizza that was cloned from the previous pizza you had? No, you just go to the same pizza place. All pizza's pretty good, right? So if you go and get the same breed of dog that you previously had, chances are it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. You're going to love <laughs> Okay, maybe not. I don't know. I thought that was an appropriate analogy. Maybe you'd disagree. You call me 646-450-2012. The Japanese government is now allowed to use question marks and exclamation points. The Japanese government has something called the Kuyuban Sakusei know your you or the guidelines for official writing composition it's basically a set of writing protocols for government documents and public notices and this hasn't been updated in a very long time Uh, the last time they overhauled it was in 1952 when documents were first allowed officially to be written horizontally instead of the more classical vertical orientation of japanese text so that must have been a big change already people are used to reading vertically The government's like, you know what? We're going to print out some documents. We're going horizontal. We're going to go crazy here. We're going to be like the West and go horizontal. That must have been confusing for some people, but they probably got used to it. And after 70 years, the Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology has decided to make another change. One of the biggest changes is is, uh, officially giving Japanese government workers permission to use question marks and exclamation points in these documents as well. Pretty helpful, I'd imagine. Uh, Although it's fascinating to learn right now that there's no exclamation points or question marks in the Japanese written language. It's fascinating to me. I like how the Spanish language, by the way, puts a question mark at the front of the sentence as well as the back. I love that because then you know exactly how to begin to deliver that sentence as you're reading it. Have any of you ever read Spanish? Did you take Spanish? I took Spanish in high school, like many of my friends. I just like that question mark at the beginning. It says, up until now, the guidelines made no mention of question marks or exclamation points at all in these Japanese documents, with the implication being that, in principle, neither of these were to be used. That might seem like a major obstacle for written communication, but neither punctuation mark is indigenous to the Japanese language. And so there are other ways to express the concepts. For example... Oh, all right, we're learning about the Japanese language. This is, this is cool. When forming questions in Japanese, the syllable ka is tacked on at, at the end of the sentence. Wow, okay. Um, didn't know that. Uh, what else do we have here? The updated, up, updated guidelines which were drafted by the Ministry's Council for Cultural Affairs recognize that there are times when the inclusion of a question mark or an exclamation point can make the meaning or the emotion of a sentence a little clearer such as rendering a conversation in written form. And so they're now cleared for use in all, the, in all these documents and public notices and public awareness PR campaigns. They're like, you know what? We're going with the question mark and the exclamation point. Well, I got a question for you, Japan. What about the omelot? What are you going to do with that omelot? Is that a thing you're going <laughs> to adopt? Yeah, you guys know the omelot. I just like to say omelot. And let's not forget about the all-popular ellipses. What about that? 
<laughs> Do you guys know the ellipses? It's informally known as the dot, dot, dot. It's a series of dots that indicates an intentional omission of a word, sentence, or whole section from a text without altering its original meaning. Do you guys know that about the ellipses? Aren't you glad you're learning today on Weird AF News? I mean, we prank called an animal genetic laboratory as well, so there's a little bit of that in today's episode. But then there's also some learning, some serious stuff. <laughs> you're welcome. Yay! Rappers are fighting to end the use of their rap lyrics as criminal evidence in trials. Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Kelly Rowland, and Killer Mike are among the star names arguing for a change in New York law that would prevent rap lyrics being used as evidence in criminal trials. The vocalists are joined by others like Fat Joe, Yo Gotti, Robin Thicke, and more. They signed a letter urging lawmakers in New York to back this proposed change and uphold what they call freedom of expression. I wouldn't say that this has anything to do with freedom of expression, to be honest with you. You can still express your yourself in songs and in novels and paintings. Uh, no one's trying to stop that. And if you happen to commit a crime and kill somebody and then you write a song about it, hey! <laughs> well, I don't see why that can't be admissible. Like, if I wrote a joke about, I don't know, poisoning my landlord with lemonade, <laughs> like a poisonous lemonade beverage, <laughs> like... There's a YouTube video of it. And then somehow my landlord is is dead of a poisonous lemonade beverage. <laughs> and you have other evidence against me? Why couldn't you use that clip of me doing a joke about it? Whatever. How is my lawyer going to defend me at that point? No, man, my client just coincidentally wrote a joke about poisoning his landlord with a delicious lemonade beverage. <laughs> How is that not admissible? Come on, man. I'm an artist and I'm all for freedom of expression and all this stuff. And I still had, I'm struggling to get on board with this. I really am. This legislation is called rap music on trial. And it was first proposed in November by senators, Brad something and Jamal something else to prevent prosecutors from citing lyrics, except in cases of quote, clear and convincing proof of a link between the lyrics and a crime. Uh, Jamal is quoted as saying, the right to free speech is enshrined in our federal and state constitutions. The admission of art as criminal evidence only serves to erode this fundamental right. And the use of rap and hip hop lyrics in particular is emblematic of the system, systemic racism that permeates our criminal justice system. Uh, well, I don't know if I completely agree with this fella, but OK. I mean, is this indictment actually correct? Is this systemic racism? Are they only targeting Hip-hop lyrics, I do recall the story of an author, a white dude, that wrote about killing somebody who actually killed somebody. I mean, if you're expressing your actual crimes in your art, first of all, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, and so any, any way for you to be uh, snatched by the jaws of justice and removed from the culture, even for a little bit of time. I'm all for that, above and beyond anything else. Uh, now look, as always, I'm open to suggestions. I'm willing to hear arguments. Further down in this article, they are citing some case here. It's a, a murder trial of a late rapper named Drakeo the Ruler. I don't know what half of these new rappers... Uh, this guy, Drakeo, was acquitted in 2019. Prosecutors included lyrics from one of his tracks called Flex Freestyle during the proceedings 
in an attempt to appoint some guilt. The rapper Tay K had a 2017 U.S. hit with The Race before being convicted for murder, and both the song and its video were used by prosecutors during his trial. Well, I can't make a judgment on this because I'm not, I mean, I, I don't see the lyrics of the song. I don't know the aspects of the case. But if if the lyrics of your song can specifically be tied to crime, I don't see the problem with this. I really don't. And I don't think this can be included under the umbrella of artistic freedom of expression being limited. I just, and I'm an artist, and I'm all for fighting for the expression of art. This doesn't stop you from expressing your art. You can do that. But at the end of the day, if you do some bad things, and then you've expressed these actions and sentiments in art, you know, <laughs> you bought the ticket, you take the ride, bro. Perhaps you disagree. Maybe you agree with me. Call the show 646-450-2012. I'd love to hear your takes on this. Well, this surely was a memorable episode of Weird AF News. Thanks for coming for the ride. Uh, this is the outro where I give shout outs and give thanks. Give thanks and praise. Uh, and I have a lot of people to thank. I got a lot of calls, by the way, that I'm publishing. Uh, shout out to people that call me like Jim from Cleveland. Uh, we have a first-time caller, Rick from Baltimore, who's anti-ranch dressing. Love it, Rick. Keep calling. Mike Oxlong called to tell me that manure is a very good word. Uh, smoky, unbelievable. And uh, the state of Florida called me to uh, tell me that uh, wants me to be inside, wants me to get inside Florida. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to say this properly. Also, Luna. Luna from Texas. Uh, who has a apparently a Florida man father. So um, we're going to have a moment of silence for her. <laughs> uh, also got some new patrons that are tremendous. Somebody put me over the 100 patron mark. That's right. And she sent me a message about it. Big shout out to Katrina Jorgensen. Katrina sent me, was like, she was like, Jonesy, you now have 100. Bam. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, girl. Put me over 100 patrons. That's tremendous. I was so pleased. Yeah. I've never hit 100 patrons before. This is like a kind of a milestone. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to 10. Can we get 10,000 now? Can we get 10,000 patrons? Jonesy can retire. How about that? <laughs> oh, this is great, though, to have 100 patrons. It just reminds me um, how uh, supportive you guys are. And I'm so grateful. I'm a very, very lucky guy and uh, that you guys would, you know, support me and what I'm doing here, this silly little podcast that I record in a closet. Who'd have thought? So 100 patrons. And then I got 100 right after it. 101. My 101st patron is Queen Kitty. Super cool name, Queen Kitty. I need to know more about you, Queen Kitty. What are you about? You got a cool photo and a cool name on here, Queen Kitty. Uh, anyways, appreciate you, Queen Kitty, for putting me at 101. It's super, super. It's been a good day, let's say. Queen Kitty and Katrina, I hope you guys enjoy the extra content in the Patreon. I posted something in there today. As a matter of fact, very important, Jonesy does his annual Q&A with the patrons where you, you give me a question, and you guys can ask me any question, and then I'm going to make a response video answering all the questions. These videos are usually 20 minutes to a half an hour. I do one every year. So um, put in your questions. If you guys want to be part of that, join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You can do that. Uh, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the link, or download the Patreon app and uh, look for Weird AF News. Uh, also, another shout-out to Beth Haverkos. I'm guessing she's Greek. Beth Haverkos gave me a shout-out on Facebook. She shared 
my podcast and said, follow Weird AF News. It is fun to listen to. I appreciate that. Any, anytime anybody shares something on social media, that helps me out a lot because I want to expose people to the podcast as much as possible. Um, and, you know, if you guys could do that for me, that's super appreciative. When you do that, I, I'm so grateful. I'll give you a little shout out if you share it on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, wherever. Uh, somebody on YouTube wrote me a nice message. Goth and Dogs wrote, uh, this was a Florida man story. It's a Florida Friday episode. And their response was, there has to be something in the drinking water native only to Florida. It's either that or too much sun. Thank the myriad of gods that plague this earth that I live in a country where we don't have this problem. Apart for maybe a week's worth of sun spread out in the whole month of June. Hope you are well, Jonesy. Respect and regards. Um, goth and dogs, it, it appears to me, because I have the, there's a little the British flag here, so I assume you're in the UK. And yeah, you don't, you have your version of Florida, though. What is it? Oh, someone told me. Liverpool? Where, what is your version of Florida? I know there is one. Okay, trucking along. Two more shout-outs. Connie in Georgia sent me some coffee. Fabulous. It's uh, on deck. It's the next pound I'm going to ground. Hey, the next pound I'm going to ground. That's right. I ground a lot of pounds around here, guys. Hey, insert sexual innuendo. Uh, also, big shout-out to my buddy Nick Mount. Nick uh, sent me some booze over the weekend. <laughs> Fabulous. Nick actually sent me a bottle of champagne. You, I mean, imagine getting a bottle of champagne from a, a listener. This is just tremendous. And by the way, I'm coming up upon 2 million downloads of Weird AF News. And when I hit that 2 million download, I'm going to make a video of me popping that champagne and giving shout outs to everybody that made this possible. Nick also sent me a very cool item for the holidays, a drinking horn. Yes, Google drinking horn. It's exactly what you can imagine in your mind. And I'm probably going to drink that champagne out of the drinking horn. Pretty cool, right? How many of you can say you're going to be drinking champagne out of a drinking horn uh, by the end of this year? Yeah. Okay, and that's going to wrap up the outro. I tried to squeeze a lot in there. Uh, thanks for bearing with that. Uh, but you got to give shout-outs where shout-outs are due, and I appreciate all of this interaction that I'm getting. The generous donations, the, the patrons, the calls, the emails, the shout-outs, etc. I'm grateful, very grateful for you all, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, what's up, dude? Just heard your podcast for the first time. This is Rick, uh, and I am from Baltimore. Anyway, a couple of things. One, French dressing is horrible, but ranch dressing is worse, and I'll tell you why. There was a girl that I knew, and now you have to understand, I can't see at all. I'm totally blind, but I hear this glug 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 noise and there were a couple other dudes and they were like oh my god she's drinking a bottle of ranch dressing and I could hear it glugging out of the bottle down her throat and even though I couldn't see it I could imagine it and I've never cared for ranch dressing but after hearing that we all begged her to stop she drank the whole freaking bottle and oh went off this nasty ranch dressing smelly nasty ass belch that just reeked like something dying overlaten with the smell of ranch dressing. I cannot eat ranch dressing again. I will agree with you that, why the, who, by the way, one last thing. You know that uh, commission for sauces and dressings? Can you imagine what girl would go for a guy like that? Hey, dear, I went for the commission for salad dressings and sauces. No wonder I weigh 300 pounds. Can't you wait for me to climb on top of you? <laughs> All right, dude.
Catch you later, man. And remember, I'm the sanest person you'll ever know. AMF. Hey, Jonesy. It's uh, Mike Oxlong. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, you were you were talking about the word manure, and you know, it's it's not that bad of a word. You you kind of get a bad connotation from saying that word, but ma and the newer, it's it's not that bad of a word. Just want to let you know. See you. Oh, hello, Jonesy. It's Florida calling. Oh, you are so lucky. You just have the best fans in the world. My, my, my. The people that join your Patreon. Oh, you are so lucky. I tell you. Oh, that Glenn Bullock. He joined the Patreon just because his wife did. He loves her so much that he joined the Patreon just because she did, and he wants to show how much he cares for her by joining the Patreon and showing you how much he cares. Now, that is one special man. That Becca Bullock is lucky to have that man. Woo! I'm sure he's probably quite the generous lover. Woo! Man, oh man, ladies, wouldn't we all like to have someone like him? Glenn Bullock, you're on my list. Yeah. And that Taylor, wow, I'm sure he's got a giant heart on his sleeve that he wears to show how much he cares about Jonesy. Ooh, I tell you, he must really show his love and compassion because he more than doubled his donation to Jonesy's monthly Patreon. Now, that is one special person. That is a true fan that would more than double their donation to the Patreon on a monthly basis. Wow, Taylor, you're my kind of guy. Jonesy, how is it you get such great fans? You are one lucky little Boston bean. Ooh, you're my little cream pie, Jonesy. I'm going to get you one of these days. You need to come down here and be my little baked bean. Mmm! Jonesy, I love you. One of these days, I'm going to get you down here inside of me. That's right, right? Inside Florida. Until then, I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah! Jonesy, you rock and roller. Yes. Yes, I do like Led Zeppelin. That's my favorite band. That was one of my few bands I wanted to see in my rock and roll days and never got to meet or see Led Zeppelin. However, I did meet John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. I mean, I can't brag and say I met Jimmy Page or Robert Plant, but uh, I did get to meet John Paul Jones. So, hey, favorite song by Led Zeppelin? Well, you really can't say a favorite song. You know why? Because all the songs from Led Zeppelin are great. All right, Jones. Have a good day. Love you. Your buddy Jim from Cleveland. Hi, Jonesy. It's Luna from Texas. Fun fact about me. I was born a Floridian. 
And I lived there for about four years. And guess what? My father, who choose, who chose to move back to Florida, is trying to contact me again after having been out of my life for years. Let's just throw the Floridians into the trash. Like, all of the Floridians. Screw Florida. Screw all of the Floridians. All of them are not great. Except, well, 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 except for the ones that listen to your podcast, because they're not Florida men and women and other non-binary creatures. They are just unfortunately trapped. You know what? We need to start a movement to get everyone in Florida that listens to your podcast the fuck out of Florida. I'm sorry for the profanity, but it's true. Just get them out of Florida. Poor people. Okay. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy. It's Smokey. How's it going, dude? Uh, I heard your podcast, and I don't exactly understand what Mexico's doing with the breakfast cereal, because uh, those cartoon characters really aren't on the cereals that you were talking about that they mentioned in the story that they confiscated. Like on Kellogg's Corn Flakes, uh, the mascot is Cornelius the Rooster, and he's, he's not much of a cartoon character. And then on Special K, they don't have a mascot at all. It's like an old people's cereal. Like Product 19, they don't have a cartoon character. So that's not interesting to kids at all. And, and like, like you said, that Product 19 and Special K, and those, those are lousy cereals, man. The kids don't have any interest in that. But I got a box of cornflakes right here, and it's got less than three grams of sugar. Now, when I've, been smoking the other herbs you know sometimes you get the munchies you got to have something so i do put fruit on the cornflakes instead of sugar and that's a healthy breakfast cereal but then you said cream of wheat now don't go messing with my cream of wheat man that's some good stuff but you do have to put sugar on to be able to eat it because it's intolerable without some sugar on it it's like wallpaper paste without any sugar but anyway all those other kellogg cereals like uh frosted flakes with tony the tiger and honey snacks with digum and fruit loops with toucan sand yeah those things are all like pure sugar and they do have those cartoon characters so i can see why they wouldn't want those but anyhow they can take those away because they are just like a sugar bomb. Uh, but that guy who gave you the bad review, that that uh, Edward, man, listening at, to one show and making that kind of a bad judgment, he's probably not even listening right now, but let's do a review of him. Edward, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You got to listen. If you want entertainment, you got to listen more than once and realize what kind of show this is. This is comic uh, material on the fly, extemporaneous comedy, man. This is improv. These are fresh stories that haven't been read in advance. This is a comedian actively working and doing improvisational take on a story that hasn't been read before. So it's fresh take on a news story. So if you don't understand what's going on, man, keep your time to yourself and just go away. Man, you need to be rated. Uh, I think you're full of shit. Well, 